All right, well, good morning, Lake Point family. And uh, hey, if you got your Bibles, head over to John chapter 10. That's where we're going to be today. And uh, hey, do you just want to welcome everybody, everybody that's uh, here with us, joining us at any of our campuses or joining us uh, online. And uh, hey, especially for uh, people who are joining in with us online, we know that there's a lot of you who like, man, Lake Point's still your church family. You're still in with your heart. Um, you're just uh, at home for one reason or another. And I just want to take a chance just to say as your pastor, man, if you're staying home for health reasons, we honor that, we bless that. Uh, but man, if, uh, if we're staying home just sort of out of habit, there are a lot of people here who are ready for you to come on back. We're ready to see you again. And that's right, man, it's time to come on back home. And uh, so just want to uh, welcome you there. Well, hey, um, Lake Point family, um, let me, uh, we would be, it would be like near blasphemy for us not to celebrate like an absolute miracle of God um, that took place last, uh, last week at Easter at Lake Point. And uh, so let me, let me do this. You're going to hear a little bit more about it later in the service. Um, I want to focus in on um, every year um, at Easter, I, I lead us in like a, a spiritual survey um, just to self-identify where people are. And I want to show you results from that survey. Um, and what we did, there's almost uh, right, right around 6,000 people um, that completed that thing, which means two-thirds of you did not obey. And, uh, and so uh, here, here were results from that guy. Um, we said in that survey that people who checked A were people who said, I'm already in a vibrant relationship with Jesus. And, you know, praise God, we, we want as many of those people uh, in our church as we can get. And 4,421 people um, said that's where they were. Now, I'm going to skip down to C on purpose. Um, people who said C are people who uh, were like, man, I just need to consider it a little bit more first before making that decision. And there were 208 people that checked that box and, and we're really honored. Like, honestly, if that's you, we're so glad um, that you're a part of our church. You are welcome here um, to sort of kick the tires on, on the faith, that kind of thing. That's, that's great. Um, and then D were people who said, I don't ever intend to make that decision. And I, I just appreciate the honesty. And uh, there were 46 people who checked D. What I really want to focus on is people who checked B were people who said, today on Easter, I'm making a decision to go all in and give my life to Christ. And guys, praise God, there were 860 people in one week. That's right. Let's give God the praise for that. Jesus, we praise you for that. Thank you. And, uh, and we do. We just honor him for that. And if you're one of those people, you know, welcome to the family. And uh, we just want to walk alongside of you. So uh, that's amazing. Well, hey, we don't want to just, you know, celebrate something amazing that happened last week. I want to point forward to something amazing happening this coming week. Ladies of Lake Point, I'm talking to you. Two quick things. Uh, one, I want you to know we got a special thing coming up for you on Mother's Day. Um, on Mother's Day at Lake Point, breaking news. Joining us for the, joining, speaking at Lake Point for the first time since I think the 1980s. Beth Moore will be bringing the word uh, that day in person at Lake Point. And I uh, can't wait to have that uh, on Mother's Day. So be ready for that. We can't wait to bless you that, that, that morning. But then also, um, this coming Friday and Saturday is our Lake Point Women's Conference. And we can't wait for that. And uh, we're pulling out all the stops um, to make that a time of really refreshment and encouragement. We got some gifts for you and really excited to do that. Um, and I do just want to say this. Let me real quick talk to dad. So the conference for all women, single women, empty nesters, everybody. Real quick, I need to talk to dads who have le le kids at home, especially little kids, dads. One of the best things you can do, it's been a hard year for mom. She, she became a homeschooler, a homeschool mom this year. One of the best things you could do is let your wife know, hey, babe, 
this Friday night and Saturday, I got the kids. You go get refreshment. You go get encouragement. Do what you need to connect with, with some uh, ladies in Christ. But just you let her know, I got the kids. And uh, get her out there. And, and listen, let me, let me just tell you, that's going to be good for you in the long run. I promise. So uh, do that. And uh, ladies, in order to register for that conference, just text the word EVENTS to 20411 and, and easy from there. Well, we can't wait to see this weekend. Well, hey, um, what we got going on today is uh, I'm really excited to start a new series that we're just calling True North. And where this is coming from is right now, you know, I really believe all the fighting and all the confusion in our culture is because everybody's got an internal compass that's pointed in a different direction. And you may be feeling this. I feel like people right now, more than at any time in my life in ministry, people are like, man, What's true and which way do I point? I just don't know. I, these people are saying this and that news outlet is saying this. I just don't know what to believe. And, uh, and I just feel there's this sentiment where a lot of people are like, man, everybody says you have to believe that thing. And if you don't believe that thing, you, you kind of get canceled. But I'm not sure I believe that thing. And so, you know, which way do I point? And so what we want to do during this series is we just want to help you find true north. Okay, now, um, let me uh, give an illustration here to, to kind of visualize this. So this is a compass I got, Academy Sports. And uh, if you want to find True North, here's how you do it, right? Is, is you just take a compass, and I, there's a little red arrow, and apparently this is north right here. I'm back to the, you know, here we go. And uh, you point the little red arrow where it's lined up directly with the end, with the north. And if you were to get that line exactly perfect, and you were to follow that exact line, not deviating by even a foot, you were to walk over land and sea and everything just perfectly on that line, the, the most true north location in the world is the North Pole. And if you were to sit on exactly that line and never deviate, you would end up at exactly true north, right? Wrong, wrong, and here's why. Almost every compass you have ever held in your hands <clears throat> uses a magnet. And that magnet is actually not calibrated to true north. It's calibrated to something known as magnetic north. Now, true north, north pole. Here's what magnetic north is. Magnetic north is actually a place in northern Canada where there's a lot of iron ore under the ground. And magnetic north is, is actually, it's always changing and shifting based on the magnetic functions of planet Earth. And it changes depending on like where you are in the world. So this is really interesting. Um, magnetic north, the difference between magnetic north and true north is, is different depending on where you are. So for instance, if you are in LA in Los Angeles, the difference between magnetic north and true north is, is 12 degrees different. Okay, uh, if you're in New Zealand, which would be awesome, Middle Earth. The difference between magnetic north and true north is 20 degrees different, 20 degrees. Now I nerded out a little bit this week. The difference between magnetic north and true north here in Dallas, where I am right now, is seven degrees different. Now like this is real, okay, this is a real thing. In fact, <clears throat> toss that little screenshot up here. Uh, if you go into your iPhone, on your iPhone compass, your iPhone compass is actually calibrated to magnetic north, not true north. That's a default setting. You can go in and click and tell it to use true north. If you were to do that and hold up two iPhones next to each other, they would point in different directions. Now, there's a lesson. There's some lessons we can learn from this we'll talk about during this series. One is if you try to calibrate yourself 
to the magnetic north of our world and our culture, what you're going to notice is it's constantly shifting. Every few years and every generation is constantly shifting. And here's why. You'd never get where you want to go. Here's why. Because magnetic north and true north are never, ever the same thing. Never. Now, I know what you're thinking right now. You're thinking, did you guys know our pastor was a geographic scientist? I had no idea. He's not just handsome, he's brilliant. You know, I knew, I knew what you were thinking, okay? But <laughs> that's, not, that's not the applause moment, actually. <clears throat> uh, now, here, here's, what you're, here's what you're really thinking. What you're really thinking is, <clears throat> who cares? <laughs> who cares, right? As long as I'm generally pointed in the northerly direction, I'm sure I'm gonna end up in the right place. Well, actually it makes like kind of a big difference. So for instance, if you were on an airplane and you were only like one degree, just a tiny, just one degree off from true north, if you travel in that airplane for an hour at one degree off, you end up a mile away from your destination. Okay, two hours, you end up two miles off course from your destination. Three hours, three miles off course. Four hours, four miles off course. Now, you may hear that and go, well, hey, no big deal. I'll at least be close to the destination I want to end up at, and then I can sort of course correct as I get closer. Yeah, but what if you travel for like a really long time, even just one tiny degree off of where you want to go? Like, what if you're traveling to the moon? Now, I think you know from the illustration that if if you were just one degree off, you would miss your destination. But do you realize just how much you had missed your destination by. If you traveled, I do, I did a little math this week. If you were to travel to the moon and you were just one degree off, just one degree off, you would miss the moon by 4,169 miles. Now, I want you to think about this. What if in your life, you were to travel your entire life, even just one degree off, one degree off spiritually? One degree off in your marriage with your kids. One degree off financially or in your career and fulfilling God's purpose for your life. I think what you're going to find is that you realize, man, I end up missing it by a lot. So here's what we're going to do during this series is we're going to align ourselves to true north. And do you know how we find true north? Jesus Jesus is how we find true north. He said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. I'm the truth. You align yourself to me and you're gonna be right on course. So each week during this series, we're taking one of the, they're called I am statements of Jesus from the gospel of John, where he says, here's who I am, align yourself to that. And then we're gonna apply that in our lives and line ourselves up to true north. So if you got your Bibles, pick up with me in John chapter 10. And here we go, John 10, 10, our first I am statement. I am, I'm just going to read it and you'll see it in the passage. Here we go. Jesus says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Really quick. The thief, that is Satan, the devil, and his army of demons. Those things are real. That is not a fairy book thing. That's, that's real. And you've ever heard somebody say this before, that God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life? Totally true. Here's what's also true. Satan hates you and has a terrible plan for your life. He's real. He's working 24 hours a day, 365 days a year to implant lies in your life that destroy and take away everything in your life that would make you happy. Everything in your life that would connect you to God. Everything in your life that would keep you, that that would propel you towards fulfilling your life's purpose. He wants to destroy and kill those things. And Jesus says, I'm super different. 
I'm the exact different. He says, here's who I am. He says, I've come that they might have life and have it to the full. Here's our I am statement for the day. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. My sheep, if you got a pencil or pen, underline this in your Bible. My sheep hear my voice. My voice. I know them and they follow me. Okay, now. Uh, track with me. Let me do a little teaching really quick. Jesus constantly uses this analogy, uh, and it's an analogy from the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, God constantly refers to himself as a shepherd. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. So in the Old Testament, God refers to himself as a shepherd. We get to the New Testament. Don't ever let somebody tell you Jesus never claimed to be God. Jesus constantly claimed to be God. In the New Testament, Jesus goes, voila, big reveal, I'm him. And Jesus goes, I'm the shepherd the whole Old Testament was talking about, and you are the sheep of my pasture. Now, what you got to know is that sheep are the most, uh, the most frequently referred to animals in the Bible. There are more than 200 mentions of sheep in the Bible. Now, by contrast, let me put that in perspective. By contrast, there are 160 mentions of horses. There are 40 mentions of dogs. There are zero mentions of cats, but it does talk about demons a lot. Okay. <laughs> Now, most constantly referred to uh, animals in the Bible. Every few weeks, I got to get one in, all right? Uh, Constantly referred to animals in the Bible. Now, so I want you, Jesus going, I'm the shepherd, you're my sheep. Now, I just want us to confess a few things out loud during this message. The Bible says that, that, uh, man, that faith comes from hearing and that we confess with our mouth that locks something into our hearts. So I want us to confess this with our mouth right here. Let's get it on screen. On the count of three, I want you to say that that's on the screen out loud with me. One, two, three, I'm a sheep. Now, some of you hear that and you're like, what? I'm offended. Good, that means you're paying attention because that was not a compliment that the Bible's given us. In fact, let me just tell you a few, uh, a few facts about sheep. Um, number one, sheep, they wander away and get lost easily. Sheep are some of the worst directional animals in the world. Think about this. You take almost any other animal, dog, horse, cat, any other type of animal, and you leave them out in the wild, they will either adapt to the wild or they'll just come home. Not sheep. I actually read story, firsthand stories from Arabian farmers, shepherds, this week about sheep who got uh, separated from their shepherd and they just kept walking and walking and walking and walking and walking until they died. They just walked until, it was like a Forrest Gump situation. I just felt like walking. You know? They just went on and on and on and on and on until they died. Now you may laugh at that, And you may go, oh, how stupid could sheep be? But can we be really honest for a second? How many of you had a moment where you like woke up in your life and you went like, man, I don't know how our marriage got to this place. Or you woke up and financially you were like, man, like how did we even get here? Or in your relationship with God, you're like, man, how did I get so far away? Well, here's how. The Bible says this about us. In Isaiah 53, it says, all of us, like sheep, have strayed away and we've left God's paths. That's what we'll do by our nature. Here's another fact about sheep. Sheep lack discernment and they get in trouble. Now, I almost just said, sheep are dumb. That's what I almost said. But you were made by God. You were created in his image. And because you were made by God, you're not dumb. God doesn't make trash, you're not dumb. 
So I need you to hear that. Now, that being said, compared to God, you are very dumb. You know, some of you are like, no, I'm not, I'm not dumb. I'm really, really smart. Yes, for a sheep, you're really, really smart. Let's keep things in perspective. For a sheep, you're really, really smart. In fact, I, I wanna show you really quick just how much sheep lack discernment and get themselves into trouble. This 40 second video is an actual real, it's actual real footage of a shepherd in Spain fixing a situation that will become apparent to you in a few seconds. Yeah, yeah. Ah, ¿Y ahora qué? ¿Estás haciendo vídeo? Sí. ¿Cómo la vas a sacar? Pues no lo sé. Increíble. Pobrecita. Voy a ser famoso. Anda, mírala. Así nace una oveja, el milagro de la vida. Eso se lo pones. Te lo juro que la gente joven no lo sabe. Así nace una oveja, una oveja de tierra. No es nuestra esa oveja. No es. Now, could be honest, how many of you watch that and you're like, that's exactly what Jesus has done to me like ten times in my life. Yeah, do you know why? So that that is just, now think about this. Do you know how that sheep got in that hole? Nobody put it there. Almost every other animal in the world has an instinct where if they get into a tight place, every other animal in the world, here's, here's what they'll do. They'll go, not a sheep, not a sheep. They don't have that instinct. They'll get in a situation where all they would have to do is take one step back and they're out. And instead, they'll just keep plowing forward to try to get through. That sheep's plan was to go through the entire planet Earth to get out of that hole. <laughs> that, that was its plan. Now, you may hear that and you're like, man, how dumb could a sheep be? But how many, of your, how many times in your life have you indulged in something that all you would have had to do, a toxic, poisonous, dangerous situation, and all you would have had to do to get out is just step out? But instead, you plowed forward into drinking more. Or you plowed forward into more of that drug or substance. Or there was that toxic relationship that was like destroying you. And all you had to do is just go, I'm out. And you just kept plowing forward. Why? Because we're like sheep that have gone astray. Let me do the last one. Sheep follow the flock even to their own harm. Now, you may have heard before in sermons about, you know, one sheep jumps off a cliff and the, all the others follow. I actually uh, came across a story this week about a, a, a herd of sheep where one sheep wandered into a fire, burned to death, and all the other sheep just kept walking right in. Okay? Now, but this is uh, this totally new, something I learned this week. Uh, on, uh, in places where they slaughter large amounts of sheep, they actually train something called a Judas goat. And the Judas goat is trained to walk right into the sheep slaughtering facility. And they know if that one walks in, all the rest will follow. So what happens is thousands of sheep, one after another, they will watch the sheep in front of them get slaughtered and still just walk right straight ahead into the exact same situation because sheep follow the flock even to their own harm. Now, again, we go, how dumb? But how many times in your life have you watched people around you make horrible decisions financially with debt, with relationships, with thought patterns, and you went, I'd never do that. And then you get into a time in your life and you do the exact same thing and here's what we think, I'm different. 
I'll make a different decision. And social media does not help. Social media, what we do right now is we follow hashtags instead of Bible verses. Oh yeah, good vibes only. Love is love. You do you. Okay, all right, I'm saying okay. All right, I'll just do that, yeah. Okay, okay. That's what we do. Why? Because sheep will follow the flock even to their own harm. Now, all this culminates into this. Guys, you know what we need? We need a shepherd. We need a good shepherd. And you know what we've got? Jesus is a good shepherd. And Jesus says, I'm that guy. I'm a good shepherd. I'm gonna be a good shepherd for you. Now, I wanna show you a few things about about the good shepherd, but I want us to confess this thing. Let's toss that uh, the next little deal up here. I want us to confess this out loud. Will you say this with me on the screen? Count of three out loud. One, two, three. I have a good shepherd. I have a good shepherd. Jesus is a good shepherd. He does a few things as our good shepherd. Psalm 23, the shepherd psalm. You remember what it says? It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I, sh- I shall not want. The Hebrew literally means I will lack nothing. Number one, your good shepherd provides for you. He, he provides for me. Um, here's my analogy of this. Um, you guys, anybody with kids, you know, really quick you realize kids have absolutely zero concept of money. Like none whatsoever. Um, I'm, I'm a naturally like pretty frugal person. Like this is how I'm wired. And so one of the things that drives me most crazy is one of my kids will drop something, break something, or spill something when we get home from the grocery store and I'll hear, hear like Eliana tell Felicity, oh, it's okay, we'll just get another one. I'm like, right, that costs $8. What are you, that was $8. They have no, in fact, I've taken, I have to explain things to them in terms of how many American girl dolls something is worth. That's my, so Eliana will ding my car and I'll be like, babe, that, that is worth 130 American girl dolls. Like take this seriously real quick. Now, but have you noticed this? There's a, there's a bad, but there's a good thing here. Do you know, kids have zero concept of money because they're just relaxed in their relationship with their father. Hey, he, he's gonna take care of it. You know, kids, kids are so funny. What, what they do is they have, they wake up every morning. They don't, they don't know anything about the stock market. They, they, they don't, you know, they don't know anything about the stock market. They don't know anything about what's in your bank account. Uh, they just wake up every morning and, you know, you come out and pff, there's Fruit Loops. They have no idea how they got there. They're just, they're just, ah, man, you know, dad's gonna, dad'll take care of it. When I was a kid, me and my brother, we would take songs or hymns and we would make like alternative lyrics to some of them and sing them in the car. Most of them were inappropriate. I'm not gonna, but, but there was one uh, when we were kids. Uh, you guys remember the old song, Lord, I Lift Your Name on High? You guys remember that? Okay, well, if you don't, I'm about to jog your memory and this is the last time you'll ever hear me sing, Okay. Uh, with the, you know, the old song is, Lord, I lift your name on high. And it went, um, Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your praises. But then later in the song, there was a part that went, you came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the cross, my debt to pay. Okay, here's what me and my brother did. You came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the cross, my dad will pay. Right? And you know, that's true. <laughs> that's true. And all the dads in the room are like, yep, that's exactly how it is. Everywhere we go, they're just like, oh, dad. And that, because kids, they just relax into the relationship with the father knowing he'll provide for me. He'll provide for me. And Jesus says, I'll do that. You come under my leadership. I'll do that. Philippians 4.19 just says it like this. And my God will meet all your needs, all of them, according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Number two, your good shepherd, he will protect you. 
He protects me. Psalm 23, 4, it just says this. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your, watch this. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now, here's what a rod and a staff are. A rod was used to guard the sheep. A staff was used to guide the sheep. Do you know what a shepherd would never do? A shepherd would never use it to hit the sheep. You don't hit sheep, you hit wolves. You protect sheep. That's why you don't, you never hit the sheep. That's why it says that, that your rod and staff, they comfort me. I never said to my dad, your paddle and your belt, they comfort me. <laughs> I'm thankful for every spanking I got. I never said that to my dad. Why? Because Jesus is the kind of shepherd that protects his sheep. John 10, 11, Jesus just says this. He says, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Do you know why he says that? Remember, we're talking about shepherds in the Middle East. Every now and then there would be a time where wolves or lions would attack a flock of sheep. And a shepherd would be called upon to defend the sheep. Sometimes there would come a moment where the shepherd had slung every stone and broken every rod. And that shepherd would realize that lion's not leaving without devouring something. And that shepherd would love his sheep so much that he would engage in hand-to-hand combat with a lion and be eaten himself instead of the sheep. Jesus says, I'm that kind of shepherd. Not only would I do that for you, I did that for you at the cross. I'm that kind of shepherd. Do you know, that, you know this? Some of you, you hear that and you're like, man, it's hard to believe the shepherd protects his sheep. I'm going through really hard times right now. Okay, this doesn't mean you're not gonna go through hard times. You're all gonna go through hard times. What he's saying is, I'll be with you in those hard times and I will always bring you out of them. Can I hear a good amen, somebody? God always does that. He always brings you out of them. He always stays with you in them. And some of you right now, the whole reason that you're finding yourself sort of coming back to church or being a part of a church for the first time, what's happening is your good shepherd's taking his staff and he's going, hey, let me nudge you. Hey, come on home. Come on home. Let me keep you safe. Come on home. He protects his sheep. Now, last one, the good shepherd He leads his sheep. John 10, 27 just says this. It says, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. Now, really quick. In these front sections, whose people's birthdays uh, are in June? Where are my June birthdays? Here we go. Uh, And I got a staff member right here. Uh, This is Abby. Abby, can I use you as a volunteer? Okay, now, Abby is going to do something harder than she expects. So you guys have got to applaud and uh, make Abby feel comfortable here. Abby, can you stand up? And then would you, uh, now this is great, you can applaud for her now, but along the way, she's gonna need some encouragement, okay? Would you put that blindfold on? Okay, fix it real good, real tight. You got it blindfolded. Great, okay, Abby, just follow me. Actually, don't do that, stop. <laughs> don't do that. Abby, um, You don't need the destination. You need me to give you your next steps, don't you? Okay, guys, whenever God begins to lead you, whenever he begins to speak to you, what he's gonna do is he won't tell you the destination. He's gonna tell you the next step. That's what God always does. Have you ever noticed the Bible says that God's word is a, quote, lamp unto my feet. A lamp does not illuminate the destination. It just shows you your next step. Some of you are waiting to follow God because you're like, man, I don't know where I'm gonna end up. But your destination's not supposed to be, your faith isn't supposed to be in the destination. It's supposed to be in the guide. 
in the guide, okay? So Abby, let me give you your next steps. Here's what I need. Abby, take your left foot and move it forward and scoot past that handsome man that you've been sitting next to this whole service. That's your husband, right? Okay, now stop. Now, Abby, can you rotate about 90 degrees to your left? Okay, awesome. Stay right there. Now, hold tight for me. Okay, here we go. Let's do this. We're about to, we're about to crunch some Gucci right here. Well, okay, Abby, can you scoot forward just about six inches, just kind of inch forward? Great, perfect. Now, take your left foot and just take a, a, a kind of a high step for me. Perfect, great, great job. Okay, now follow with your right foot. Now, Abby, you are very zealous in that step. So here's what we're gonna do. Abby, can you scoot to your left about six inches? A little farther, do it again, a little farther, great. Now, just rotate to your left, just a couple, just a little bit, perfect. Okay, you felt something there, that's right. Now, Abby, take your left foot and give me another kind of high step, just regular, there you go, great, perfect. Now, follow with your right, that's great. Now, Abby, one more, and this one, we're gonna take a, a, just a, a big, confident step, long step with your left foot. Great, okay, now follow with your right foot. Perfect, all right. Now, Abby, if you can uh, just rotate just a few degrees, there you go, perfect, and then take four confident steps forward right now. One, two, three, four, stop. Okay, now, Abby, hang tight, and here's what I need. Um, Abby, can you just, um, just listen to my voice and just do what I say, and Abby, can you start sitting down? Just sit, just trust me. Sit, a little lower, a little lower, a little lower. Perfect, perfect. Great job, Abby. Okay, great job, Abby. Now guys, listen. Sometimes God won't set things up until he knows that we're listening. That's how God works. What we want is we want God to set it up and then we'll go. No, 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 no. Go in faith and then God will set it up. Uh, have you ever noticed this? All throughout the Bible, God waits for someone to act in faith and then he acts. So for instance, when Moses is in front of the Red Sea, God doesn't part the sea until Moses raises his staff. When Israel was walking through the Jordan River, God did not part the Jordan River until their feet touched the water. They had to take a step first. Uh, when Jesus healed the lepers, he said, go show yourselves to the priest. And it says, as they were going, they were healed. Now, here, here's why. Because faith activates the power of God. Faith activates the power of God. And sometimes when you act in faith, listen, you're gonna look ridiculous. Poor Abby came to church today and what she's thinking right now is she's like, man, you know, I'm all put together, as dignified as I am. I got to church today and I'm sitting on a can. I'm sitting on a can. When you start to follow Jesus, there are certain things in your life that will set you apart that show the rest of the world who you're listening to. That will happen to you. Okay, now Abby, stand up for me again. Okay, Abby, now here's the hard part. Um, will you rotate just a few degrees to your left? Sorry, to, to <laughs> listen, to, uh, I, I told you wrong. I'm trying to be a good shepherd here. To your right, rotate to your right. Okay, now just take like four confident steps forward. One, two, three, four, perfect. All right, Abby, now rotate like 90 degrees to your left again. That's awesome. Now, Abby, we're gonna walk up about seven steps. Can you scoot like uh, just about four inches to your left? Okay, perfect, stop. Now, just take uh, you know one small step forward and you're gonna walk up seven steps for me, Abby. Now, Abby, listen, um, these steps, your feet can get under the next step 
and it can catch your toe and you can trip. I've done this getting up to preach before. It's very embarrassing. But I'm going to steer you well. So here's what I need. Um, take your, uh, scoot, uh, scoot your left foot forward just a little. Just a little. There you go. Okay, you're right in front of the steps. Now, take your, let's, let's do your right foot and just step up on that first step. Great. Great. Now, I want you right dead center. So I need you to scoot about, ah, let's say, eight inches to your right. Well, that's right. A little, little farther, a little farther. Perfect. Now stop. Now, okay, great. Now let's go next step. Well, you can go ahead and do it. Let's go left foot up. There you go. Now, your toes are under. Then I said, perfect. Oh, Abby, you're catching on. You are really good. Now, let's do the next one. Go ahead and take that next step up. Great. Perfect. Now, again, I want you dead center. So we're as safe as we can be. So scoot to your right, just about six inches. Okay, perfect. Now, uh, your, your toes are just a little under there. That's perfect. Now, take that left foot, step up one more time. Great. Okay, scoot again to your right. To your right, you're drifting on me here, okay? Now, uh, now again, be careful that you don't catch your toe on it. Take your left foot. Great. Awesome. Okay, we only have two more steps. Go left foot again. Just, there you go. Great. Now, this next step, you, you made it. So go ahead and take that step up on confidently. You did it, Abby. Great. Okay. Now, you're doing great. Now, Abby, I want you really safe. So if you can scoot like two feet to your right, two feet to your right. Okay. Now, that's perfect. Now, Abby, if you can just rotate to your left about 90 degrees, that'd be awesome. 90 degrees. Now, Abby, let me just ask you, um, how did you get where you are? I listened to your voice and I followed it. That is a really, really good answer. Okay, that's a really good answer. Now, hang tight, Abby. Hang tight. Here's what I need. Okay. Abby, turn around. Abby, turn around. Turn around, Abby. Ah, Abby, turn around. Abby, turn around. That's it. Okay. Now, what? She's not listening to your voice. She knew that wasn't my voice. Now, really quick, toss that thing up on the screen. On the count of three, everybody, you see this? Okay, everybody read that. Okay, one, two, three. Okay, Abby, only listen to my voice. Don't listen to anybody else. Scoot back one step. That's it. Now take a step to the left. That's it. Now forward one step. Okay, everybody stop. Everybody stop. Everybody stop. Okay, that's great. Now listen, what you got to know is as soon as you start trying to follow the voice of your good shepherd, listen, the birthmark of a believer is a bullseye. You've got an enemy in this world and he's got a voice too. Uh, You were the devil, by the way, David. And so what he's gonna do is his voice is gonna come in and he's gonna start to put thoughts in your mind. Listen, the Bible says he's gonna come against us, not just the devil, but the world. By the way, all of you guys were the world. The world is gonna be shouting at you things like, believe this, think this, do this, don't do that, love that, don't love that. But listen, what Jesus said is, my sheep hear my voice. Mine is the voice that they listen to. And they're gonna tune out everything else. Uh, Everybody shut up but Jesus is what a Christian wants to do. And we hear God's voice through the word of God, the spirit of God, and the people of God. And what you've gotta know is when you get more word than world in your ears, that's when your life will start changing. When you get more word than world in your ears, that's when your life will start changing. Let me say that one more time. Now, Abby, let me ask you one more question. Um, I think you'll know the answer to this question. Do you know where you are? Where are you? I think I'm on this stage, like right center in front of everyone. Yes, that, that is true. Now, did you know that's where we were going when we started? Oh, no. 
No, you did not. That's right. Okay, everybody, can you give Abby a hand? Thank you, Abby. You can take That's right. Thank you, Abby. Now listen, she, just like you, did not know where she was going to end up when she started. But what she did is she just, all along the way, she listened to the voice of her shepherd, and she just took the next right step. And do you know what some of you need to do right now, whatever everybody needs to do, is we just need to go, hey, Jesus, I don't need to know the destination. What's the next right step? I'm going to follow your voice. That's all I need, man. Like um, some of you last week, you gave your life to Christ for the first time. And your next step is you need to be baptized. Uh, Jesus said, hey, you want to follow me? That's the first thing is follow me into water. And, and listen to me, guys. Let me say something that's got a bit of an edge to it. If you won't follow him into water, I promise you won't follow him to a cross. And so the first thing that you do is baptism. Some of you guys, man, it's just been one of those years where you kind of drifted away from the flock. And it's time, you know, I'm, I'm talking to the, our habit people. It's time to come on back. Come on back to life group. Come on back to church. It's time to start living again. It's time to start serving again. It's time to start worshiping. It's time. It's time. And we just need to take that right next step. And for some of you, you've never been a part of a flock and you've never had a spiritual family. And if you're new and you've never done it, what you need to do is you need to be in our, our next, next steps class so you can get in the flock and get close to the shepherd. You need to get in a life group, a spiritual family. But everybody's got a next step they need to take. So right now I wanna pray that you do that with a courage. And so would you, at all of our campuses, would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? And Father, um, I pray for our flock. And I pray that you would always be the chief shepherd, the true shepherd. Yours is the voice that we follow and we tune out everything else. And so God, would you please lead us in paths of righteousness for your name's sake, like your word says. Just lead us in that next step, growing into maturity, into the likeness of Jesus. So Holy Spirit, would you personalize this for every person that's hearing my voice and lay your finger on that thing, the next thing they need to do to follow you and give us the courage to do it. Father, we love you. We pray those things in the crucified, risen name of Jesus. Amen.